Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. I don't know quite what happened, but I noticed that nobody was commenting and I thought maybe I didn't hit the button right. And apparently I didn't. <laughs> so so um, the theme in my life lately has been, are you going to speak out or you're going to shut your mouth and stay back? And I think I've been listening to podcasters, Joe Rogan, um, RFK, Robert Franklin Kennedy Jr., um, uh, Jordan Peterson, Chris Williams, uh, all kinds of podcasters. And they're all talking about people need to stand up for what they believe in, no matter what they believe in. And I 100% agree with that. Um, so I'm getting kind of hammered in the Eugene area uh, by someone who, well, I'll tell you the story in a second, but it's really super interesting. And he's uh, feeling threatened enough that he's taken his message of, um, how horrible I am to the Eugene Human Rights Commission, which I don't know what they're going to do to me when I live in Montana uh, or what they could do to me if I lived in Eugene. But what he's saying is completely untrue anyway. So I'm going to explain some of that to you. Um, there's some news organization I don't know much about, nice people. Uh, they're doing some kind of show with it. He's the one who notified me this is going on. Um, I gave him a response. Um, and and, and it, I just, it you know, it's just so typical um, of the world we live in today. If you don't agree with me, uh, then you're bad. And um, I will twist your words and, and make, try to make you say what, or I'll, I'll tell you what you, what you were thinking. <laughs> so I'm going to explain that. And then Bill London will be here in just a few moments uh, also with news. So let me kind of set this up as much as I know. So apparently, so the other day, Ben Shapiro wrote an article on Elemental um, the Disney movie and how it's flopping. Um, I didn't, I, I put it, I posted it and I just said, I can't remember what I exactly said, but something about finally people are calling out the BS. In my world, it said nothing about non-binary because um, I have no opinion on that. Um, it's not my, I, I don't, it's not, I, if I say I don't care, somebody's going to go, see, you don't care about these people. It has nothing to do with that. It's not my thing, my issue. I have no, con I have no opinion that needs to be public about that. So I wouldn't make that public. But um, this person, let me read their letter. So they went to the, they, they felt this was important enough that he's going to go to the Eugene Human Rights Commission and call me out as he says it. So he's talking about an MLK day back in 2011. And then he says, there's a person who was a speaker at the civil rights rally name is former newscaster, Rick Dancer. He was brought in as a keynote speaker to talk about social justice, which I was not. And that was in 2011. And then now things have changed a lot. It seems. Um, then he talks about the elemental movie, uh, Ben Shapiro. And then it says, um, and Rick Dancer had shared that, you know, he lives in Montana, but he still has a big voice in our community among people who consider themselves like-minded, open, like open-minded, excuse me, middle of the road, common sense, terms like that. So at least he got something very correct is my audience is full of a lot of people that would like to have open-minded conversations. We are mostly middle of the road. Some are a little left of the middle and some are a little right which will make them scoff and common sense. Yeah. We still believe in sense, even though we know that it's not common. Um, and his comment, he says, I can't see it now because he deleted it, 
but he basically said something like people are waking up to the BS of acceptance of non-binary people in film or children's media or whatever. That's not what I, I didn't even mention anything about non-binary in my conversation or my comment. I basically put the thing up there. I said, finally, people are, are through with the BS. And then if, if you would have bothered to talk with me, um, to me, I'm tired of the BS from all corporations who are trying to tell me what and social media judging what it is I say and what I'm supposed to believe. And I'm done with it. So that's my beef with Disney. It has nothing to do with binary, binary characters. I haven't even seen the movie. I'm just glad at what I was saying was people are standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to buy Bud Light. I'm not going to you know, go to Target. Um, I'm not going to, if you're going to try to tell me what I have to believe, um, I, I'm not going to do it. So that's my point. So I wrote a reply to uh, this news organization. I don't know what it is. Um, and basically, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Um, um, I just explained, I did not say anything about non-binary. Um, and um, the reason I took the, the blog down um, is because I do that quite often actually, is I wake up the next morning, I posted it, I wake up the next morning and I'm going, you know, that's really not my thing. I don't care about this. I don't want it cluttering up my site. And I take a lot of stuff off. I'll post it one day, two days later, I take it off. Um, so had I known it was gonna be such a big controversy, I would have left it up, but I don't even know where it is at this point. Um, what else did I say? Oh, so here's the thing that was I thought was so interesting. I don't understand the, the connection the connection between the Martin Luther King and his word, social justice rally, which is not what it was. It was, and here's the story. You want to know the story? This is a very good story for a Eugene audience. So here's what happened. Two very prominent members of the black community came to me and said, Rick, we think you should be the keynote speaker, speaker at several MLK rallies or, or assemblies at schools in Eugene. And I said, Oh yeah, right. I'm a white guy. Why would you put a white guy? I mean, I know Eugene, I know Oregon. You're not going to put up with a white guy. Y'all think we got privilege. So it's a white guy going to speak about a Martin Luther King thing, but they loved my message because it wasn't about race. It wasn't about social justice. It was about people accepting all people despite what their hair color is, their political beliefs are, despite what their poverty level is, their income level. It was about all those things. And so I get, for, there's a, one of the high schools had a, had a black principal and he did not want me to speak there. And so I got cut to a really short little com, you know, section that I did it. These guys talked him into letting me at least do some of it. Then I went to North Eugene High School. The white principal who is lives an alternate lifestyle i'll say that she did not want me to give that speech and came up and before i spoke she said what are you going to talk about and i said you'll be fine with it and she was so nervous and worried so i got up and gave my speech not about social justice or racism because what would i know i got up and i talked about i know what it feels like to be 
misunderstood. I know what it feels like to be voiceless. I know what it feels like to be picked on. I know what it feels like to, and, and some of you, most of the audience, since there's not a huge black community in Eugene, most of the kids that were of color were Latinos. Um, and I was speaking to those kids and they were glued in on me, glued. And by the end of the, con the, 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 the assembly, I was saying, are you gonna put up with this anymore? And I was screaming, I spit coming out of my mouth, stamping, they were stamping on the bleachers. The bleachers were going like this. My two black friends uh, who got me this gig, which was free, it was not a gig, but you know what I mean? Um, they were smiling and the principal walked up to me and she said, I need to apologize, I'm sorry. And I said, yeah, you do. And I accept your apology. That's what that assembly was about. And now a lot of those people are trying to put me in a box to say that I'm a racist and a homophobe and a transphobe. And now I guess I'm a non-binary phobe. And you can only give people so many labels before they just don't give a shit anymore. And I think that's what you're seeing happen. And it's super unfortunate because we should as people be able to just live and let live. And not, if you wanna be, if you're trans and you wanna transition, do it. But I don't have to be a part of that. I can like you for who you are. I don't have to, I don't have to buy into what you're buying into. It doesn't mean, you. I don't expect you to buy in. I'm a Christian, okay? I don't expect you to buy into my faith in order for us to get along and be part of something. Um, and, and, and so on the other side, I expect the same thing back, but now you've pushed so hard that I think people are turning and, um, un it's just unbelievable. So this guy speaks before the human rights commission and says, he, I need to be called out. And it's like, where was the phone call from you, dude? You could have called me and asked me to explain what I was talking about before you did that. And the fact that you went to them, I don't care. It's like, they hold no power over me. Um, and it, it's just people, like-minded people like you. And so they're, they're, they're gonna take, they're gonna just, you know, we, we get to the point here, folks, where we just, we know you don't like what we think. And then you're gonna come on and I love, I just went on my, my website. I don't go on the comment section very much on my website. Cause I'm just, it's, it's within the last year I've been doing more blogs on there and I don't pay attention to it, but I've got three people on there. One's a former principal at one of the schools who loves to call me out. Um, and a couple other guys that just, uh, it doesn't matter what I say. If I said this shirt is orange, it'd be salmon. If I said my hair is white, it would be gray. If I said it was sunny outside, they'd find the one cloud in the sky. And then what I love, one of the things that progressives love to do, and yeah, I'm calling you a progressive if you want to take the label, is you don't have to give cite your facts, but you sure as hell want to know where I got my information. It's just a way of not listening. And we know it. Um, there's a ton of, I had a guy on my show the other day, very liberal guy, cool guy, nice guy. But when I brought up, cause the statistics, which I found later were the commerce department, but I'd heard this, um, in three different times and, um, that 7 million men in America are choosing not to work right now. And only a small fraction are because of disabilities. Most of them are people that don't want to work. So they're getting money from the government. We have 10 million jobs open. And this guy says that, that. That can't be true. Tell me where you got that information. It's like, go look it up. All you have to do is Google it. But that's one of the things. So these guys do that all the time. And it's just a way of not having a conversation.
So I'm just, I, I'm just, it's, it's like, it's so non-productive and it doesn't work anymore. I mean, to your crowd, it does, but to the rest of us, we're ready to move and, and we're ready to, and I don't know that move on, but we're, um, we're not going to be quiet anymore. You know, I mean, I am shocked at what I've seen over the last three years, shocked. And now so much information I can't even say right now. And yet, and you love that, don't you? But I can't even say it. Information talking about these, that they don't work. Information talking about this. But for some reason, I'm the, me and people like me are the only ones who can find this information. If you, if you have a D in front of your party or you claim to be progressive, for some reason, you can't seem to find this information and you want me to point it out to you. Go find it yourself. I'm not your researcher. I have a business to run. I have to make a living. I have a life to live. I'm not here to be your personal research assistant. All you have to do is turn on some channel other than what you listen to all the time and you can find it. It's all over everywhere, but you want me to get it for you so you can shut me down and make me look like the guy who's uneducated. Well, guess what? I do a lot of research and I know a lot of stuff and it's there. If you want to find it, you can find it. So, and then people say, somebody on here is going, Dick Sadhouse, some get high centered on opinions versus facts. The problem when, when this guy on my show the other day, great guy, said, you know, if, if we could all just go back to finding the facts, we could get, we could, we could come to common ground. And I'm like, but who's facts? Because that's not true. Because everybody can have their own facts. I can tell you that the dark time, the things that somebody did didn't work. And yet your facts are that it did. But so how do we ever get to a point where we are willing to listen to research outside of our box? I listen to all of it. And I know what I, you know, but there's some point where you have to go, my gut says this is the right thing. And you can't tell me my gut's wrong. And I can't tell you your gut's wrong. So how does that solve anything? I don't know. But in this case, before the Human Rights Commission of Eugene, um, this guy's testimony is wrong because he didn't call and ask me, what did you mean when you said, finally, you're calling out the BS? To be honest with you, I didn't even know there's a binary character in the show. <laughs> and if you really, so, so it wasn't like, for me, it's I'm sick of Disney pushing its climate agenda, all of its agendas on me. And it doesn't mean I don't believe some of it's not real. Just entertain us. Don't try to indoctrinate us. That's all I'm asking. You know, just let me drink a freaking beer and not have to be some socially aware thing. I don't need to have a socially aware beer. I just want to have a freaking beer. You know, and I don't need Target telling me this and that. So that was my point is saying, finally, people are calling out the BS and standing up to these. Remember when progressives hated big corporations? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember when you didn't trust them? Yeah, I do too. Do you remember? I was listening to JFK the other day. Um, you know, Robert Kennedy's son, uh, the junior. And if you want an interesting podcast, that will really piss you off. 
uh, go look at Joe Rogan's interview with uh, Robert Kennedy. And then he has one with Jordan Peterson too. Other people you should start listening to if you believe um, what the government and the CDC are telling you. Um, but anyway, on this interview, and I can't remember which one it was, I think it might've been Peterson. Um, he tells the story of how the Democrat party started. They never used to take money from big companies, which made it hard for them because Republicans do. <laughs> yeah, they just take it from anybody, I guess. Um, but they wouldn't. And then when Obama had to pass his health you know, thing, um, that's the technical term for you. Um, and if you want to look up thing, just Google it. You'll find out. Um, and he made it, according to the information that RFK gave, uh, he made a pact with the devil from <laughs> Big Pharma. And all of a sudden, the Democrats were taking money from Big Pharma. And then we get to the dark time. And all of a sudden, wow, here's all these things. Even like if you weren't a critical thinker, when you start thinking, and that's the whole point on his on what he's talking about. It's very interesting. Go look at it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. I listened to it, and there's some things he was talking about that I don't agree with too. But I'm not I'm not going to the Human Rights Commission and having a, a heyday with them. Um, is that a new book, Christy? I have his old one. Um, but anyway, so to set the record straight. I never said anything about binary, non-binary, whatever. Um, my joy was that people were starting to call out, show Disney, go back to making just movies, not don't try to indoctrinate people as a to, into a Republican way or a Democrat way. I don't want any of it. I'll decide for myself. You just go make movies about cool things, interesting things, true stories, maybe. Um, but do something that is entertainment. You're outside your, your wheelhouse when you're trying to uh, oppress and, and, and tell me what to think. Huh. So I'm sure someone will use this against me, but that's kind of what we sign up for around here. Um, I, because I started this weird this show, our sponsors are Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome and New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, um, both freedom-loving companies, um, <clears throat> and they don't care whether you're left, right, or in between. Uh, they just want to make sure you're healthy. So I'm going to let each of them say something to you, and then Bill London will be up here with uh, news from Oregon, Washington, around the country. Um, and uh, again, so to all of those of you who you know want me to cite my, my sources, um, Go watch some podcasts that are outside your comfort zone and do it yourself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not your puppet. I have no, I, I don't have to prove anything. I don't care. I know what I, I know the research I've done. I listen to your side and I listen to another side and I come up with my side. It's really effective. You should try it. And if you're watching the news every night, just turn it off because those people are, going to be gone in five years. Um, look at CNN's ratings. They can't, Joe Rogan brings in eight times in that. Tucker Carlson, I don't watch him, just, just for your information. Um, but people are, there's other places out there that people are getting their information. And I know that scares the hell out of you, but just as scared as that is for you to think someone would actually believe something that uh, Joe Rogan would think or 
that uh, Jordan Peterson would say, I have that same fear when I hear you're watching The View. This guy's really good. Shannon is the best interest I've ever seen. He's, he was coming in on Fridays, and now he's coming on Fridays and Monday. But everybody that leaves uh, with him, uh, I, he always has me come. He goes, come here, because I'll come in on Fridays. He's like, and they look absolutely beautiful. They, uh, the patients, there's hardly any redos. Like, I, I wish, and I probably will advertise a lot just to get him some momentum, but he is so good. He's the best centurist I've ever met. Yeah, his his outcomes because you know you make denture and they don't fit very well, they don't look very good. He's awesome. Not only does he you know take the impressions, he um, yeah, there's a lot of art to taking impressions, but he's also he also makes the dentures. Um, he, he's a, he's fantastic. I love having him. He's made my life a lot easier because I don't have to worry about dentures anymore. you know that light therapy could alleviate your pain? There's been over 60 years of study into light therapy. Blue light really works well with the skin. Red light penetrates down into the muscles to really help with muscle recovery from workouts. Infrared can go bone deep through the skull into the brain and can help promote blood flow, which can help with mental mental clarity. Some new light pads. They're called the Deep Light Therapy Pads. They're infrared only. They're really good for targeting areas of the body to really get deep penetration into large muscles, down to the bones, work with muscle soreness and joint pain alleviation. From the News Radio 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios, I'm Bill London. Hi. This look at the news brought to you by Dr. Michael Bratland. He doesn't talk that way, but he owns Chris Dental, where they accept anybody. And when you call him today, they can see you today. It's Dr. Michael Bratland. That's who's bringing you this. Now you know who to blame. All right, here's a look at the stories we're following. Well, to Bree, debris found today near the Titanic wreckage site is that of the submersible that has been missing for four days. The Coast Guard made the announcement just a little while ago, making it clear that five people on board have perished. Rear Admiral John Mogger, commander of the 1st Coast Guard District, says the debris found at the bottom of the seafloor and the families of the victims have been notified. OceanGate, the company operating that missing vessel whose CEO Stockton Rush was on the trip issued a statement saying we grieve the loss of life of those aboard. Search and rescue crews remotely were operating an underwater vehicle and they discovered the debris about 1,500 feet from the bow of the Titanic. That ROV, the remote operated vehicle, was associated with the Canadian vessel Horizon Arctic. It reached the seafloor and then began searching for the submersible earlier today. Those who passed away on the sub were Hamish Harding, Shazda Dawood, his son Suleiman, 
Paul Henri Nargolet and OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush. The 22-foot vessel was on a dive to the site of the Titanic wreckage when it lost contact with its support ship Sunday. And almost immediately, as the news of the submersible had been found, the conspiracy theories started. Actually, it started before it was even found. And here's the first one. There's an image circulating on social media that claims to show a CNN news story that reported the Ocean Gate submersible on its way to the Titanic was actually found empty. And there's a couple of problems with the story. First, the image is completely fabricated. Secondly, CNN didn't publish the story, according to the network. Oh, and the submersible hadn't even been found by the time it was published. The fake story says, Missing Ocean Gate Submarine Found Empty. That's what the headline is. The report continues saying the submarine was found but without any passengers and falsely attributes the information to CNN. And it also falsely attributed to Wendy Rush, the wife of Stockton Rush, the CEO of the company and the pilot of the expedition who was also lost. The report incorrectly identifies her as the co-founder of OceanGate. She's actually the director of communications. The fabricated report features an image of the OceanGate vessel below the text. The image also shows a red bar at the top of the screen that reads category. The byline for the story reads CNN News, and it has been circulating on Facebook and Instagram. All right, a little closer to home. Oregon lawmakers voted to end a prohibition on self-serve gas that's been in place since 1951. It's House Bill 2426, and it will require gas stations to staff at least half of their open pumps for people who want assistance. In other words, they have to be manned, but it would allow the other 50% to allow you to pump your gas yourself. The bill passed the Senate. It had already passed the House. It had bipartisan support for the most part. Although what's interesting, it passed the Senate on a vote of 16 to 9. Every single no vote came from a Democrat. A number of fuel companies have been pushing for this for a long time. The Northwest Grocery Association has argued that the bill wouldn't eliminate jobs because half the pumps at most gas stations are already closed for lack of staffing. The bill's going to Governor Tina Kotek to be signed into law, and if she does it, it would take effect immediately once it's signed. You got this. You can do it. You take the nozzle, you put it in the hole in the side or the back of the vehicle, and you squeeze the handle. You can do it. Well, Oregon lawmakers Wednesday officially passed amended versions of two bills relating to guns and abortion and sex changes for young teens. They were at the center of a six-week Republican walkout, and while the negotiated bipartisan agreements allowed the bills to progress and ultimately receive their floor votes, on Wednesday they did not pass with support from both sides of the aisle. Multiple GOP lawmakers spoke on the floor of the House to their 
opposition to the bills before the votes as part of the deal to end the Republican senator's six-week walkout. Democrats agreed to change parts of the two bills. In the bill on abortion and sex changes, the language concerning parental notifications for abortion were modified under the compromise if an abortion provider believes notifying the parents of a patient under 15 would not be in that patient's best interest, the physician would not have to notify parents. So in other words, the 14-year-old goes in and say, my parents are going to be really mad. Yeah, like, do you really think that doctors are now going to notify parents? Of course not. However, no second opinion would be needed if involving a parent or guardian would lead to abuse, neglect of a patient. So two doctors have to say, no, don't call. Additionally, the requirement that public universities stop health centers from providing taxpayer uh, paid for abortions was also dropped. Democrats also agreed to drop several amendments on a bill that would punish the manufacturing or sale of undetectable firearms known as ghost guns. Well, none of that changed. So instantaneously, probably thousands of Oregonians are now going to be felons because they have the audacity to do something that's legal under federal law. All it did was change the uh, purchasing age from what was 21 back to 18. It actually removed a clause that would have changed it from 18 to 21 and would have also placed more limits on concealed carry. That was removed from the bill. Every Republican present voted against it. All the Democrats voted in favor. Well, just a few days after the Oregon of Transportation helpfully announced that they'd been hacked and the personal information of three and a half million Oregonians had been compromised. In other words, if you have a driver's license or a state ID card, you're screwed. A widespread network outage of Oregon's Department of Administrative Services Wednesday froze the legislature in its place as its members were trying to make up for lost time in that six-week walkout by Senate Republicans. With no internet, the legislature lost its ability to perform many administrative functions. Hack it again. The government's main legislative website crashed, making tracking and reading bills and amendments impossible for most. But considering most of them don't read them, why would they care? Also, members of the public keen on watching the proceedings were frozen out. The outage announced in an email to staff at the legislature around 9.40 a.m. labeled it a severity one incident by state information staff. And it reached far beyond the Capitol. It impacted the Secretary of State's office, the Department of Transportation, Corrections, Human Services, the Employment Department, and others. Service was restored to some agencies by 12.30, but not all of them. Now, Senate President Rob Wagner, the Democrat from Lake Oswego, told senators publicly that the incident was caused by a firewall update. The Department of Administrative Services, which oversees the Internet Services of Oregon, said Wednesday afternoon that that was not the cause, and they had no reason to believe that was the cause. And they're still looking at the matter. Phone systems were also down at many agencies. Now, what's interesting is that 
I found out that it was down because there is a state office in the building where I work. And I was told by a couple of the workers, this is really weird. This is down. When I started checking around, I noted, for instance, the Department of Transportation, you could access a number of pages on its website. The only things you couldn't access were anything that had to do with interaction with the public, like, for instance, getting new tags, renewing a driver's license. All of those things where it's the public interacting for service didn't work. Same with the employment department. You could look at rules, regulations for employment, unemployment and the like, but the area where you go to, for instance, make an unemployment claim, couldn't do it. Report your unemployment for the week, couldn't do it. Same with every website, including the Department of Revenue. I found it interesting. You could look at other stuff, but anything where the public was interacting for service, couldn't get it. So they still don't know what caused it. Welcome to Oregon. We're great at IT. Oregon legislators are discussing a proposition of reallocating $100,000 of the state's general fund to study the impacts of decriminalizing prostitution. A joint subcommittee meeting saw state legislators consider recent changes to Senate Bill 5506, including an amendment directing the Oregon Criminal Justice Commission to oversee a prostitution study. The Criminal Justice Commission, the way this is written, quote, is directed to study the advantages and disadvantages of decriminalizing the crime of prostitution. If passed, the bill would require the Criminal Justice Commission to oversee the study and provide a report to the emergency board. So advantages of prostitution, disadvantages. Well, one of the disadvantages of legalizing prostitution, legislators won't be the only recognized whores in the state of Oregon. Oregon has a new state symbol, potatoes. That followed a vote Wednesday after a couple of contentious bills. It took place in the Oregon House. It actually already passed in the Senate. And then House members celebrated the vote with a break to eat McDonald's fries outside the chamber. According to the Oregon Department of Agriculture, there were 45,000 acres of planted potatoes planted in Oregon last year and harvested, and it was the state's top-selling vegetable. The resolution, sponsored by Senator Bill Hansel, a Republican from Athena, he spoke in March on the Senate floor about the vegetable's importance of the state, saying, quote, the iconic tater tot was developed by two brothers in Ontario, Oregon. No other state can claim the tater tot is their own. No other state wants to. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler has proposed measures to ban hard drug use in public after Oregon idiotically passed ballot measure 110. Wheeler says, we are going to be passing a time, place, and manner type restriction that makes it clear it's not legal to use drugs openly anywhere in the city of Portland. Now, this is interesting. He said, you can't openly use drugs in the city of Portland any more than you can pop open a beer and walk down the street. Wheeler said, it's legal for people to own alcohol. 
They can carry legally alcohol containers down the street. They can transport them in their car, but they can't legally use them openly in public. He says, we're going to do exactly the same thing with drugs. Wheeler said his plan does not contradict Measure 110, which was idiotically passed by Oregon voters, which decriminalized, let's make it legalized, the personal possession of certain amounts of drugs like heroin, cocaine, meth, ecstasy, etc. He said, now this is what he said, even Mayor Wheeler said, Measure 110 legalizes the personal possession of hard drugs. He said, but it does not speak to the actual use in public of those drugs. He says, this will help us get a handle on open drug use. And finally, in Oregon, Senate Bill 3 passed the House after it sailed through the Senate, and the new requirements start in 2027. The bill would actually add credits to Oregon's high school graduation requirements related to personal finance. Now, it would include lessons on, according to the bill, quote, lessons on building credit, creating a budget, spending mindfully, understanding taxes, and building financial well-being. So students will be required to know that. Now, there was an amendment to the bill that failed to pass and was removed from the bill. It would require finance education lessons on building credit, creating a budget and spending mindfully, understanding taxes and building financial well-being before anyone could run for public office. All right, this is brought to you by Dr. Michael Bratland of Chris Dental, where they accept anybody. Rick, roll out the reel. Oh, thank you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the whole time he's reading that. They're going to require high school students to do it. Maybe every lawmaker should have to have, have to do something. Um, oh, my God. I, you guys, I swear, sometimes... I listen to Bill's newscast and I just think, is that a foreign country I lived in? <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense. So you have these stringent rules, um, you know, about some things. And then, you know, they are, they, they, how long has it been since everybody else has been pumping their own gas? And so you won't let Oregonians pump their own gas. Now you're going to maybe. Um, but you'll let them have drugs. <laughs> and, oh, oh God, it's, it's just, some comedian could have a heyday with Oregon politics. And, and still, still, those people would be out there going, Rick Gatcher, you're being mean. You will stand up for stupidity no matter what. <laughs> oh, Bill, you are the best. And you guys, you wouldn't, you are not going to get that from KEZI, KMTR, KOIN, KGW. They're just puppets, blah, 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 whatever they tell us to believe. And we put it out there, which goes back to our original conversation earlier about the young man mis misquoting what I said and then going, and tattling on me to the Human Rights Commission, which is like, they're not my mom. <laughs>
You guys have a good weekend. This is my Friday. I'm so glad. What is good? Here's the blessing in all of this. Um, I had a couple things lined up for the show tonight and they didn't work out. So I didn't have anything. So thank you to the person who was complaining about me because you gave me a great topic and a great show for people to, to munch on a little bit and think about it. Um, and uh, that's, that's a good thing. So next week, got great stuff. Got a country singer, uh, Jessie Lee. She's coming on, going to sing a song. She's opening for huge groups now all around the country. She's awesome. Um, we also have Farmer Lee, a guy I met in uh, Nashville at a conference. Big old overall guy, big red tot. But has a great story how he had lost his farm, lost everything, had to revamp everything. Now he sells upscale vegetables to some of the finest chefs in the country. He ships them all over the country. So from nothing to, to you know, from losing everything to get, gaining everything. And then a guy wrote me, uh, Garrett Taylor, guy in uh, Eugene Springfield. Um, he saw one of the videos I did on a former friend of, or a friend of mine who's a drug addict. And um, he had been in recovery. And this guy uses it to show some of his friends that he's helping get out of the drug world. He uses this video. So we start talking. And I said, would you come on the show and tell your story? And he says, yeah. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, next week, we got some great content for you. I do really work hard to try to find interesting things for you guys. I hope you know that. <laughs> I don't just sit around and um, we don't have measure 110 here. So I don't sit around and use heroin all day. <laughs> I don't live in Oregon. <laughs> I'm kidding. God, you people take things so seriously. Rick's in Oregon. I don't think I have to. The legislature and people voting for them do that themselves. <laughs> Good night.